Hey, everybody, as always, appreciate you tuning in. This week, we are going to be talking about the difference between inputs versus outputs and which one you should be focusing on in order to make progress and be overall just more satisfied with your decisions, with your life, and, and all that good stuff. So when we're talking about things that we often think about or things that we typically uh, conflate with success. A lot of times we're talking about things that are out of our control or outputs, basically end results of actions, decisions, etc. So when we think of success, we're often thinking about external metrics, accolades, awards, uh, promotions at work, those type of things. And despite the fact that we have some level of influence over these particular situations and circumstances, most of the time we have no direct control or influence over the end results of these situations. So if we think about uh, work, for example, let's say you're trying to get a promotion. I was actually just talking with somebody about this recently. They checked all the boxes. They did all the things that they needed to do in order to be considered for this promotion. And at the end of the day, they were passed over for it in lieu of someone else. Now, if we think of things purely in terms of the end result or the outcome, this is a pretty disappointing situation, but it's also a common situation, right? So in this particular instance, this individual did all of the right things. They did all of the things that they should have done in order to be eligible for and in consideration for this promotion at work. That being said, in spite of all this, life happens and somebody else received the promotion that they were going up for. This type of stuff happens our entire lives, right? You're, somebody else is picked instead of you. Somebody else gets an opportunity that you don't. Uh, you fail doing something that you wanted to do. These are extremely common occurrences. Now, oftentimes we get disappointed and I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you to not be disappointed. You are well within your right to be upset about the initial circumstances or situations. But what I want to talk about is potentially shifting our focus from things that we do not control or can't control and shifting our focus instead to the things we can. And there's a, a quote from Rick Rubin, a podcast that Rick Rubin was on um, with, it was either Rich Roll or uh, Tim Ferriss. He, he, I've listened to both. I don't remember which one it was. Uh, but I will also link both of those podcast episodes in the show notes. But he was talking about how he defines success for the artists that he works with. And for him, he said, once the project is shipped, once the song is done and released, once, you know, whatever is put out into the world, that is the success. It has nothing to do with external accolades. It has nothing to do with awards. It has nothing to do with the Billboard Top 100. None of that stuff matters. What matters to him is finishing the thing and then moving on to the next thing. That is where the success lies. If that project is true to the artist's vision, if they're happy with the end result, the success comes from putting it out into the world. This definition of success is different than I would argue a lot of us define success. Typically, when we are talking about success, we're talking about the end result, the promotion, the award. But 
I want you to shift your focus and I want to explore a little bit deeper this concept of success upon completion of the project if you have given everything that you can to that project. So regardless of how the world perceives the art, the artist is successful when they have stayed true to their vision and when they have released something out into the world. This is a new perspective for many of us that is entirely dependent on inputs versus outputs. So inputs are the things that we can control. Those are the things that we are able to directly influence. So effort is an input. How hard you work on something, the effort that you put into it, you have complete control over that. In the case of the artist, when we're talking about a song, right? The artist can be true to their vision. They can make something that they're proud of. Those are all inputs because they are within our control as artists to create the thing that we want to create. When we let outside influence start to dictate those decisions, that's when things become a little bit tricky. And that's when a lot of times somebody makes something that they're not proud of, when they allow too much external influence over it, or when they focus too much on material success of a project and they don't stay true to the vision of that project. So I see this a lot of times uh, in the film world where in the idea generation phase or in the pre-production phase, people are focusing on trying to make something that people will watch or trying to make something that people will like. And you can't ever know how what you make is going to be perceived. And I can think of a specific example of this where uh, in a recent 48-hour film challenge that, that we did that I produced, we created a short film that I was incredibly proud of and I thought was, was amazing. And everybody we showed it to seemed to really appreciate it and enjoy it. And we didn't even make the top 15 teams to move on to the final judging round. And we can sit here and be upset about it or mad about it. And, you know, we can say, oh, well, a lot of the other films that made it were objectively worse or whatever. But at the end of the day, we have no control over how the judges are going to perceive our film. If you're making and releasing films out into the world, you can't control the critics or the reviews or any of that. You have to take a step back and say, am I proud of what we made? Am I proud of the effort that went into making that thing? Did I control all of the things that I could control? And in that instance, for that particular film, the answer to all those things was yes, I was proud of our efforts. Everybody was, you know, did a great job. Everybody was on top of their roles. We had phenomenal actors. The story came together well. And everything, at least that I had personal influence over, I was happy with. And so shifting your perspective to did I control the things that were within my control and am I proud of those things? That perspective allows us to be happy in spite of falling short of goals with regards to the outcomes. And this is important because I also want to, you know, let it be known that I don't expect you to be happy when the outcomes or the outputs go against what you want. What this is about is shifting our focus. And so I want you to start redefining success in terms of variables that you have influence over, right? So if we're talking about a project, did you put full effort into that, right? Did you work through it even on the days that you didn't necessarily want to work through it? 
did you leave no stone unturned with regards to preparation or, you know, uh, working towards that thing? If the answer to all these questions is yes, then regardless of what the outcome is or the end result is, everything that was within your control and your power ended up being a success. Once that thing is released or submitted or once the job is done, you can't really control what happens next. And a lot of times we like to think we can because we like to, to pretend that we're in control of a lot of things. Uh, but the end result is, is we really have no influence over that. And I've found for many people, happiness or, or unhappiness rather is directly tied to this perception that we have control over certain things. If you feel like you're able to influence certain things that you can't, then you're fighting a losing battle, you're fighting uphill. And in working with a number of clients on this specific thing, it becomes a source of stress, a source of anxiety, it becomes a source of discontent with regards to you know life in general because people start to overemphasize these things that they can't influence. And the worst part about it is, or the most insidious thing is that aside from, you know, affecting our emotional state and our emotional well-being, it also diverts energy from places that we can make a difference to places that we can't. And so an exercise that I think is helpful with this is I want you to look back to a recent failure, right? So think back to some time where things didn't quite work out, right? Think back to a time where you were disappointed with the way something went. Now, I want you to look at the inputs and the outputs and try to specifically list them out. So outputs are things like end results, uh, you know, awards, reviews, um, even management reviews. So maybe you did a job and a supervisor gave you a bad review or, or whatever it is. All of those things are based on or influenced by other people and not directly by us. Even if it's a sports situation, so maybe you lost a game that you obviously really wanted to, to win, right? When you go into any situation in sports, both teams want to win, right? There aren't many instances where one team just literally doesn't want to win the game, but somebody has to lose. That's just the nature of the beast, right? So even in a situation like that, the output would be the end result of the game, but the input could be your specific contributions or how you handled your role in that game. So think back to the last time you were disappointed or the last time you failed. And now as you're listing these things out, create those two columns. Inputs are things like your effort, your preparation, your knowledge, meaning if it was a situation where you were, you know, using a new skill or leveraging a new skill, did you do enough work or homework to prepare adequately for executing that skill? If it's something you've never done before, you know, there's, there's, preparation requisite preparation that goes into that so focus on listing those things out separately and now what i want you to do is is take these two columns and put that failure in context so if you go through your inputs column and you're like yeah okay i did you know i spent 
three weeks prepping for this, or I, I put in the time I studied, I, you know, I, I ran through the, the playbook. I watched film on the other team. If it's an exam, did I put in the hours learning the material? Did I go to, you know, uh, study hours to ask, you know, the professor questions or whatever it is. If it's the promotion example, did I check all the boxes that I was supposed to check? Did I, you know, make sure that I did the things I needed to do to show that I was ready for this promotion? If you can go through that inputs column and you can honestly say to yourself, yes, I did all these things to the best of my ability, then go back through the outputs column and say, okay, cool, the, you know, this, this song or film that I put out got bad reviews, but I was happy with the end product. I put my best effort into it. If you didn't get the promotion at work, like we talked about earlier, it's like, okay, well, I did all the things that I needed to do to get promoted. They just chose someone else. Okay, if it's the the game, right? If you're if if your football team lost, it's like, okay, I did everything in my power to win. I put my best effort into the game. I studied film. I knew what was going on. I was prepared, but at the end of the day, we lost. The recent Super Bowl is a great example of this, right? Where you had two teams at the top of their game, Philly and Kansas City both played a phenomenally exciting and close football game, basically from start to finish. It ended kind of weird, but it is what it is. And if you look at that as an example of sports, everybody individually did everything that they could do to win. And just one team is going to win and one team is going to lose. It's the nature of the beast. So hopefully this exercise can help you to maybe reframe failure and focus on success simply being when we put our best effort into something, when we prepare as much as we can, when we've given everything to something that we can give to it, that is the success. And then the most important thing here with all of this is once you have given your best effort, you just need to move on to the next. You need to be able to shift your focus immediately to the next task, to the next challenge. Because dwelling in the past is one of the biggest wastes of energy that we can possibly do because we're not moving forward. We're spending time, effort, and energy worrying about things that we can't change. And there's a fine line between reflection and obsession. And I think reflection is important, right? If things don't go your way, briefly reflect and say, okay, did I do everything in my power to to succeed here? And if you did and the end result was failure then all right cool i did everything i could do next time i have some more information to tackle this same situation with but if we dwell on failure if we sit here and and ruminate well what if i did this what if i did that there are people who are stuck in an endless loop of reflection and it prevents them from moving forward it prevents them from stepping up to the plate and taking their next swing it holds them back when they could otherwise be successful. And so what I want you to make sure that you don't allow yourself to do is get stuck in the past, get stuck overthinking a failure because we are all going to fail in life. I've failed a number of times and we can specifically talk about those stories. Failure is inevitable and you can't get stuck dwelling in the past and living a life of what ifs all you can do is take that information to the next situation, to the next opportunity, and put your best foot forward, put your best effort forward, and try to do better the next time. And 
in the same way, you may fail again and it may be completely out of your control. And unfortunately, that is the nature of life. That is the nature of the world. Some people are going to win. Some people are going to lose. And as long as you stay in the game, as long as over time you consistently show up and put in the effort regularly, as long as you put your best foot forward, eventually the person who wins will be you. It just might not be now. It might not be next week. It might not be next month. It might not be next year. But the most important thing you can do is to continue to show up consistently, to continue to work on your skills, to continue to develop yourself, and to just continue to make sure that you're always putting your best effort, your full effort into every situation. So focusing on controlling the inputs, on reflecting, but also moving forward can be hugely important. And the last concept that I'll leave you with is uh, from the book Solve for Happy by Mo Gaudet. So he, Mo was, uh, he worked at Google. He was a senior exec at Google and his son Ali died very young and it was a very tragic situation for the family. And he, being the engineer that he was, essentially looked at happiness and realized that you could solve for happy like an equation in order to be happy our expectations can't exceed our reality or what we want can't exceed what we have and it's a very simple concept but but really it just boils down to defining success on our terms and based around the things that we can control will allow us to be happy because our expectations are in line with reality we know that we can influence certain things and we can't influence others if you tie your happiness or your satisfaction into factors that are outside of your control, you will always be chasing the next thing. You will always be disappointed. Your expectations will always exceed your reality. And by nature, you will always be unhappy. And this is something that I had to think about a lot for me personally because I realized that I was tying my happiness and my satisfaction to a lot of things that were outside of my direct influence and learning to embrace the process more, the process of getting better, the process of improvement, learning to enjoy all of those moments, those small moments that you know take place on the journey of learning a skill or, or doing an activity or having a career or whatever it is, learning to appreciate those moments and, and genuinely sit back and say, you know what? I love doing this thing. This this was big with with film early on is is with my production career. I wanted to get to the next level right away. I was impatient. I wanted to get better and I wanted to do bigger projects. But then I realized like I have the opportunity right now to do the things that I enjoy doing. I like spending time on set. I like telling stories. I like working with the people that we're working with. And and just knowing that that process of improvement was something that I enjoyed helped me shift my expectations to be more in line with reality and to be more in line with the things I can control and this was also a huge part of my athletic career back when I was uh, you know competing actively it's so easy to tie your self-worth to results to the leaderboard to the score in a workout to winning and losing but almost none of those things are in your control. Yes, you can influence your training. Yes, you can influence your recovery. Yes, you can influence your nutrition and make sure you're doing all the right things. But at the end of the day, you cannot control what other people do. 
you cannot control what the end result of that event or competition is. All you can do is control your preparation and your effort on game day, and the chips will fall where they fall. And so that realization was an important part of me not dwelling in the past and not getting caught up in bad results or or workouts that didn't go my way. And so that's something that I would encourage you to take with you moving forward is when failure happens, because it will, and if you, quick sidebar, if you never encounter failure, you are not pushing yourself anywhere near as much as you should. I think every single one of you listening right now should do something that scares them. And I think you should do something that gives you a high probability of failure because if you don't ever fly a little too close to the sun, you know, like Icarus, then you're not ever going to live up to your potential. But, uh, and I, I am actually completely forgetting uh, where this description comes from. But this, so in a book uh, that I read recently or, or semi-recently, uh, the, the tale of Icarus was mentioned. And we all know about Icarus flying too close to the sun or having too much hubris and, and too much arrogance. And, you know, he melts the, the glue holding the wings together and he falls to his death. But there's another part of the story that's equally important. And that was Icarus was also unable to fly too low, too close to the ocean because at that altitude, his wings wouldn't work either. And so we often think about him overshooting and failing because he, he aims too high. But how many of you are failing without realizing it by aiming too low? And so I, I want you to be aware that, yes, it, it's important that we don't fly too close to the sun, but we also can't allow ourselves to fly too close to the ocean. So if you're not ever taking risks, if you're not in fear or in danger of failing anything, then I think you should take an honest assessment of your life and, and try to put yourself out there a little more, try to take a few more risks because everything that is worth having uh, is going to be challenging and comes with it or brings with it uh, some chance of failure and things going wrong. Uh, but I want you to just reframe that failure. I want you to uh, think about happiness as being really all about our perception and our expectations. And I want you to change your expectations to align them with the factors that are in your control. The next time you fail at something or the next time you fall short, just try to reflect on whether or not your inputs were maximized. So did you control everything that was in your ability to control? And if you did, and if you put your best effort forward, and if you're proud of the work that you put out before you saw the results, if you are proud of your efforts, then I want you to treat that as a success and move on. And once you're able to do that, once you're able to succeed, regardless of how the outside world perceives your efforts or the outside accolades or the end result, I promise you that your happiness and your life satisfaction will increase and you will be able to make more progress more frequently because you're not being held down or weighed down or held back by being stuck in the past and focusing on things we can't control. So until next time, you can always get in contact with me, Justin at trainedright.com. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at trainedright. And until next time, have a wonderful weekend. Mm -hmm.